mean, think about Frankenstein or Frankenstein's creation. We're going to be technical. Frankenstein's creation, this big, bad collage of a man thing, right, with the bolts in his head. And this guy, you know, I feel bad because no one ever took into consideration that he was sewn together from the bodies of dead criminals. Nobody cared that the man thing couldn't even speak and articulate his own words before he was hunted down like a wild animal and labeled a villain. Now, how does this apply to hip-hop? A culture where women are constantly objectified, violence is dignified, and drugs are glorified. I mean, routinely in the media, hip-hop is, you know, villainized and, and talked about by correspondents despite the fact that they're speaking from outside of the, the culture. And you have Bill O'Reilly who says the rap industry often glorifies depraved behavior that sometimes sinks into the minds of some young people. Jason Whitlock says that the music, the attitude, the behavior of this culture is anti-education. It's, it's demeaning, it's self-destructive, it's pro-violent. I mean, it's, it's a pro-drug dealing and it's violent. Well, here's the thing, if you're wondering why hip-hop is often violent, angry, and nihilistic, you gotta take into consideration, it's a culture that was created by marginalized and disenfranchised minorities who woke up on the wrong side of the war on drugs. Peace, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Vibes with B. I am your host, B. Ross, and this episode is brought to you by thefoundation.net and powered by Brain Food Pub. There's two types of people in the world, black men and black boys. Black boys is who you see on mainstream television. I want the girl, uh, the big house, uh, I'm driving the car. That's little boy stuff. And any man will let you know. Any man knows that. Any adult knows that. Now, I'm not saying that when you're on TV, you can't aspire for the good things in life. No doubt. But a man, a real man, he gets on the TV and first, he looks for his kids. <laughs> Let me make sure my kids ain't today. Are they clean today? Did they learn something today? Are they protected today? Before I can even talk to you, is my kids good? It's a man. Is my woman good? Is she feel? Is she empowered? Does she feel like she can breathe? Is she expressing herself? Does she feel love? What's my woman doing? Most of the rappers you see on TV. They have no woman in their life. They have little girls who are only interested in little boys. So they play little girl, little boy games. I want the guy with the car. <laughs> That's a little girl, a little boy. I can't argue with that. Leave all that over there, okay? There's a little girl, little boy arena that rappers play into. But the majority of us, are men and women, the majority of us. So the movement starts with black men. Hip-hop begins with black men in particular. 
Peace, peace, peace. Again, welcome to another episode of Vibes with B. I'm so grateful that you're joining me once again. And today's episode is just like every other episode. We are here to learn something new, to think outside the box, to question everything, everything around us. So let's jump right into it. Today we are focusing on words and their powers. Words and their powers from the smallest greeting to the largest of of spell. We are focusing on how words affect our everyday life and how music has affected us over time. Unfortunately, I am not familiar with the artistry of Lecrae. That is the gentleman in which we opened this episode with. I used an excerpt from his TED Talk when he referenced the creation of Frankenstein and how he was vanished without even being understood. And he used that reference to compare it to hip-hop or the current state of hip-hop today. If you're not familiar with the second voice in which you heard, that is the one and only legend KSR1, who forces us to take accountability for what rap looks like today. What we deem as popular, what we deem as the vibe, what we deem as good music. I absolutely love this take because yes, we absolutely know that there are different stages of hip hop. KSR1 belonging to one of the earlier stages. Rap today, looks nothing like the hip-hop era of Run DMC, nor do female rappers look or sound anything like Queen Latifah. We have to make that comparison, we have to address that, and we have to take accountability of the shift of hip-hop. Yes, we can admit and understand that hip-hop, especially during the 80s, reshaped around the times of that decade and has only grown from a lack of guidance and a lack of support. However, we must take ourselves or hold ourselves accountable for what we deem as popular, what we continue to keep up, and what we allow to continue to be successful. Because in all actuality, it does affect us. Everything that we put into our bodies, everything that we put into our, that we feed our minds, affect the overall being of ourselves. And until we understand that, we will be subjected to ignorance due to the way we live our lives and what we consume on an everyday basis. So, if you are not familiar, if you're not from Chicago, I need you to learn you something today. So, that was just a snippet of excerpt from Wetter by the legend, Twister, Chicago legend. Okay, it is what it is. Look, we are all about dualism over here. So, we take the good with the bad with the ugly. All right. So, Wetter actually dropped in 2009. It was a remix or the second version of Get It Wet, which actually dropped in 1997. We were young. <laughs> I made a playlist called From the Rink to the Lick to the Premiere Love in the 90s and 2000s, okay? And after I made the playlist, I just realized how 
vulgar the music was back then. So if you had an older sister and you remember how we used to burn CDs, so you know your older sister or whatever was definitely in that era and had all of the freaky CDs. All of the CDs with the sex mix written on it in marker or the freak 101, all of those burnt mix CDs had so many hits on them but they were so vulgar g like i really had to go through that playlist that i made and really think about like dang some of the stuff that happened to us in high school and through college we were bound to go through because we were listening to this music that literally was speaking these things into existence like, I remember one time listening to Twister and probably like the remixes because he used to be on all the remixes. That's when features used to be big, like back in the day. And I just used to think like, dang, people think Chicago girls are hoes. Like, why is that all that we are known for? Not understanding that at the time, of course, pimp culture <laughs> automatically or directly derived from Chicago. So... What other narrative was it other than pimps and hoes for the city? I hated it, and I did not understand that back in the day. I understand it now. But I say that to say that a lot of the music that we grew up on, that we went to sleep to faithfully, it literally set us up for some of the experiences that we later went through down the line. So definitely check out that playlist if you have yet to do so it is on my apple music page you can follow me at nirvana or find me at b ross b-e-e-r-o-s-s -E -E the name of that playlist is from the rink to the lick to the premiere love from the night from the 90s and 2000s it's a lot of i'm just gonna warn y'all it's a lot of of course twisted chicago music um it's a little bit of t-pain on there Y'all, it's a lot of Little John and the East Side Boys. Do y'all not remember what they had going on? Oh, my God. It was crazy. We were so young listening to this music. Like, I remember taking road trips down south with my grandma. And little did she know what was on that little Walkman that I was listening to. You got to pay tonight. It's just ridiculous. Like, Lil Jon just was so OC or whatever. It's a lot of Pretty pretty Ricky on there. It's some <laughs> it's some Jagged Edge on there. I used to fall asleep to Jagged Edge, uh, J.E. Heartbreak, and 112 all the time. And I remember vividly, 112 used to be talking about peaches and cream. And Jagged Edge used to just make me want to be in love. Like... Girl, what did I know about being in love at 11, 10? But that's the music that I literally was going to sleep to every day. So, of course, I was subconsciously becoming obsessed with those images that were being put in my head. From the sex to the quote-unquote unconditional love between a man and a woman. Like, all of that was floating through my young mind at a very, very early age because of the music and we had to take <laughs> we have to take heed to that because yeah we could say oh it's not the artist's responsibility to raise people kids all we want to but that's just like karma what we put out is what we get back so if we're constantly putting trash into the universe trash into our societies trash into our communities 
what are we telling ourselves that we're going to get that we're going to receive? We're going to grow up with a lot of trash around us, a lot of trash in our mind, a lot of thoughts that are not conducive to our evolution or elevation for that matter. And that's just the reality of the situation because what words are extremely powerful. So the music that we listen to, if we don't balance it out with either music that (laughs) comes from all different sources and genres, or if we don't balance it out with education so that we can be well-rounded, so we can continue to thrive within our dualism, that's the only way that it's going to work. We can't think that we can continuously feed ourselves with a certain genre or a certain tone of of music, of of words, and not think that we're going to become that, because that's very much so our reality right now. Next time, the lady will be just... Now, if you know, you know, y'all know that this was a hit. This is a classic. Like, (laughs) mind you, the playlist is named from the rink to the lick to the premiere. If you're not from Chicago and you're listening to this, the the rink was our skating rink. And we used to go every Saturday, 7 to 11, (laughs) to Juke. And the adults hated it. They used to call it juking and they used to, they did not understand it. But what, that's how we, I'm pretty sure people from other places do the same thing, but we call it juking, juking and footworking. That was our thing on the weekends. We was going to the rink, to the party, 7 to 11, period. Then it was what, the lick was bussing during college night. And I think the premiere was actually before the lick because I think we were still in high school when we were going to the premiere. But I say that to say these were little like club environments and they could play certain songs like this classic that was about falling in love, you feel me? And we was all singing to the top of our lungs. But they also was playing different things from this playlist that just was setting us up or certain condition in our minds to think certain ways, to move certain ways, to feel um, certain type of ways about, you know, each other. So I definitely want to discuss that a little more when it comes to women and our space and place in this society right now, how we're viewed, how we're disrespected, how we disrespect ourselves, it's it's wow, y'all. Like it's wow, and I'm not one to point no fingers or judge nobody because I'm always the one looking from the outside in and trying to take into consideration the biggest picture. You feel me? Why do people do the things that they do? What is the reason for X, Y, and Z? That's always my view. So anything that I say will never, ever, ever, ever be to scorn the next person or to place judgment on the next person. This is literally just constructive conversation because we seldomly have real conversation when it comes to mainstream media and how it affects us.
Okay, so city girl culture. City girl culture is not something that happened overnight. We know after Queen Latifah and, you know, all of the legends of hip-hop, salt and Pepper, MC Light, all of that, all of that, we know that we have come so far from those women when it comes to rap and hip-hop. First and foremost, let's talk about it. Little Kim, she opened the door. She opened the door for the city girl culture. I'm sorry, Lil' Kim was talking crazy back in the day. Like, she was the first of the first to be exploited. Her, Foxy Brown, all of them, like, it, it was wild. And they was not holding nothing back. They was going crazy. His name was John. He had a Queen B rules tattoo on his arm. He asked me if I'd be his day for the prom. And he'd buy me a horse, a portion of farm. Bam a nigga from down south. Used to like me to spank him and come in his mouth. And Thorny, he was a thousand. He didn't give a fuck. That's what I liked about him. He ate my pussy from dark to the morning. Called this girl up and told her we was boning. Puerto Rican Bobby used to be a deacon. But now he be sucking me off on the weekend. And this black dude, I call King Kong. Like, come on now. Like, <laughs> we are not new to this. I hate to say that we are true to this, but the music, it was just wow back then. Like, we was growing up with, like, some, we was just growing up listening to all of the crazy wow stuff. That's what was popular. And on the other hand, the men were coming right back with the same type of tone as far as women being looked at as objects, sexual objects, and only being used for their pleasure. That was the tone of rap music for so long. I want to say for all of our adolescent years, childhood through preteen, through teenage years, through young adult life, it's always been fuck bitches get money. Like even on the one, the women's side, females have always talked about since I've been a young girl, how they can fuck these niggas and get their money. So that's the message that has always, that has constantly been instilled into both men or both young girls and young boys, both of their minds for decades. You feel me? At this point, it's been decades. Sex sales. Sex has been used to exploit black people for a number of years at this point. And I believe that that is what created today's city girl. What else was it for them to do? You get what I'm saying? If you looking at Lil' Kim as an idol growing up, if you listening to hip hop growing up, if you was born in the late 80s, especially if you was born in the early 90s, yo, it's only, it was, it's only been one type of mainstream music or sound for the last couple of decades. So you were looking up to this content and you were looking to how, and you were looking to ways and how you could recreate it. I feel like it's a direct correlation to Jay-Z, to Lil' Kim, to all of the music from the 80s and the 90s to today's city girl culture. That's just, it is what it is. What else do we think shaped these quote unquote city girls? What's the deal, y'all? I don't mean to come through and, and break y'all vibe, but I just got to slow it down for just a second. So bear with me. You know, first, before I do that, I just want to talk about how people always say, yo, that's too nasty. And, and why your mouth so vulgar? Why you, gotta, why you gotta sing all these nasty records and all that? But I be representing for the ladies and we got something to say. 
We've been quiet too long, ladylike, very patient. We didn't get mad when Prince had his ass out. We thought he was going to turn around to the front and had a front out, too. But, you know, that didn't happen. We always had to deal with, with the guys, you know, talking about how they going to wear us out on records. And, and you know, so I had to do records that were strictly representing for my ladies and, and how to keep your man, keep his eyes from wondering, looking around. And sex is not a topic that we should always sweep under the rug. I'm not saying go out and do it. But if you do, strap it up before you smack it up, flip it, slow it down. Oh, no. Jimmy, drop it. Because honestly, I cannot blame any woman growing up through the late 80s, through the 90s, through the early 2000s that grew up feeling some type of way about our men. And that's just off of the strength because I felt some type of way. Like I told y'all, I felt like the whole world was going to view Chicago women as nothing but hoes because that's all Twister and all of the other artists used to talk about when I was growing up. Same goes for... Just all of the music in general, we used to get disrespected. We have been disrespected throughout rap, throughout hip-hop since I've been alive. And I remember vividly going through high school, feeling some type of way because the narrative was always, oh, go get you something foreign or Spanish girls do it better. Like that was the tone that we grew up in or we grew up listening to from men from our communities. So it was very hurtful, extremely distasteful. So I cannot blame a city girl or I cannot even act surprised that we have a city girl culture today because a lot of growing up, a lot of our years where we were teenagers, we were hearing that we weren't shit, but bitches and hoes and the Spanish girls had one up on us. It was a lot of disrespect in the music, which I feel like trickles into city girl culture today. Now, it's super unfortunate, and I'm not saying that it's okay, because honestly, the music is one of the main tools that's used to pit black men and women against one another. Well, it kind of just plays on those feelings that we have buried down within us, because like I said, I had reservations or feelings when I was younger about black men obsessing over Spanish women. So the more I hear you a bitch, you a hoe, this, that, and the other, the less likely I am to be open and willing to work with a black man. Not saying me personally, because I love our black men, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Like I'm going to always stand up for our black men because without them there is no us and that's just the reality of the situation we need each other so it's unfortunate that hip-hop or rap music has pit us against each other for the last couple of decades because the music is not conducive to us building together or us even getting on a close or the same page close to the same page so no I don't condone city girl culture I definitely have never condoned you know the bitches ain't shit but hoes and tricks uh type of tone I hate all of it I really hate all of it I'm so for Jada Pickett when she said back in the day like I want to be able to listen to your music and feel good about myself not saying that it got to be some square tone or something like that. But, gee, I don't want to hear Future every day talking about, 
you a throwaway because you won't let me cheat on you. <laughs> That's not okay. <laughs> that is not okay. And I just need us to understand, like, as much as we love the beats, as much as we love the, you know, the fashion and all of the gimmicks, the music can really affect our everyday lives, how we communicate with one another, how we view each other, and how quick we are to really let each other go for real, or really how quick we are to play on one on one another. It's not cool. It's not cool at all. The, the moment we learn how to separate rap and hip hop, the music from the real lifestyle is when we'll be in a position to win. Until then, the lines are blurred and the kids are out here going crazy. So we already know about city girl culture and men viewing women as hoes and women viewing some females viewing men as come ups. We know about that. But most recently, it's been the drug use. It's been a lot of young rappers, specifically out of Chicago, that have overdosed on drugs. And why? I mean, yeah, we know that life is hard. We know that drugs have been used since the 80s to cope with the, re- the harsh realities of life. We know that. But it's also glorified in a lot of the rap music. It's also talked about as if it's not something deadly. You feel me? People gloat about pouring up all the time. Gee, the Juice World documentary, disturbing. Very much so disturbing. That's one of the documentaries that I watched this past month or last month. And I wanted to cry because the man really ain't have no outlet. And everybody around him was basically pacifying him or condoning his choices. Like, I know you can only, you cannot control the next man, but it's really sad when you have nothing but enablers around you. And honestly, the music for the longest has been what's been enabling us all as a community. And I just want us to understand that and start to be real about that because at that point, if we're real, we're, can't even speak. <laughs> if we're real with ourselves, then we remain in control of not only our destinies, but our communities. Everybody would be on the same page. Every, everybody would be like, okay, yeah, this is a nice bop to listen to. But at the end of the day, this is not how I want to treat my men. You get what I'm saying? This is not how I want to treat my women. You feel me? It's all about understanding. And it's all about putting forth your best effort to be an upstanding person for real. Because at the end of the day, it's a lot of people walking around acting like they living out a rap song. And it's crazy. <laughs> Going through college, I used to, some of the guys I used to date, I used to be like, gee, you know, we listen to the same music, right? Like, bro, you're tweaking on me. <laughs> and it sounds just like a future song. That's not cool. That's not cool at all. As long as we, or until we understand the power of our mouth and the words that we speak over ourselves and we sing to ourselves, until we understand that words can be spells, we will be so far behind. We'll never reach our full potential. Ever, 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 ever. Words are powerful. That's why saying affirmations a day will change the trajectory of your life, will change how you feel, will change your mind. 
Gee, I used to psych myself out when I was a kid just because I was so used to being let down. I started to tell myself, like psych myself out. Like I would tell myself, oh, this probably ain't going to happen or we probably ain't going to win this. To psych myself out thinking that if I think negative, I'd be surprised when I actually get the positive. That's crazy. But it was really because I was so used to getting the short end of the stick or so used to going without as a shorty. No, 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 no. We can no longer live with lack or with the mindset of lack. Our words are powerful. Say those affirmations. Speak positivity over your life. Prime example, because <laughs> y'all be killing me with <laughs> the commentary. Okay, I'm not one of the girls that wake up and say grand rising, king, all of that. I don't do that. I'm not going to lie. I tried to say grand rising one day when I realized how powerful words are. It's just not my thing. It's not for me. It felt forced. So I, <laughs> that was the first and last time. However, I do greet my people saying peace, peace God, because I'm wishing any conversation that I'm having, I'm wishing peace to you. You feel me? Like I want anything that's coming from me to be peaceful and smooth. I want our interaction to be peaceful, nothing less of it. You feel me? So I want your day to be peaceful. Good morning. I don't want to mourn all day. And people say people are so smart, but dumb is crazy. So many smart asses in the world. Morning is not even spelled like that. It's spelled differently. The tongue is powerful. Do you think that just because, do you, do you spell out a word when you say it? No, you don't. You just say the word. Words are powerful. So this is my personal preference to say peace God, to acknowledge that you, who you are exactly, which is a God. As long as you're waking up and attempting to live your best life as your best, as the best version of yourself, you are a God and I wish you peace, nothing but peace. So I greet all of my friends, anybody I come across, peace God, anybody that looks like me, <laughs> not going to hold you, but that's why, that's why, because of my spirituality, because of my beliefs, I greet everyone with peace, God, instead of saying good morning, because I don't wish anyone to mourn, period. It's as simple as that. And you can hold that to the same level as you hold these affirmations. Everybody want to manifest. Everybody want to affirm. If you, you can't do one without the other, you can't say, oh, yeah, it makes sense over here, but not over here. Just slow down. Think about <laughs> what you got going on. Think about the words that you're actually speaking Pay attention to your thoughts. Observe your thoughts. Perfect book for that is Untethered Soul. Shout out to Mariah. <laughs> and if you don't know who Mariah is, go visit Soulful. It's a mental health bookstore that I had the pleasure of seeing at its grand opening. Mariah is amazing. I love her so, so very much. But she put me on that book, y'all. And it really got me together. Because it talks about how your mind can really trick you, but as long as you are the one observing it, you understand that you're the one in control and you're not those thoughts that just come hitting you at God's speed. You feel me? So Untethered Soul is a book to pick up for sure. I'm sure I probably mentioned it the last episode, but pay attention to those thoughts. 
and analyze them. Try to see where they come from. Like, why would I be thinking about X, Y, and Z? That way, you're able to get in front of the thoughts. You may not be able to control them, but you are able to control how you use them and how you react to them. You get what I'm saying? Never, never, never let your past dictate your future, where you're going. Allow your experiences to shape your character so your character can take you everywhere that you desire, period. But we got to understand that words are powerful, y'all. I don't care if it's the rap song, the R&B song, because a lot of those songs that's on that playlist that I used to fall asleep to are love songs, love ballads. But they also talk about heartbreak. So at 12 years old, 10 years old, I'm singing Mary J. Blige. And y'all know auntie been hurt her whole life. <laughs> of course, I was going to go through some heartbreaks and, like throughout my life. Some bad ones early because I'm, ta- I'm talking about I'm going down at eight years old. What? <laughs> Words are powerful. The music, the way we speak to one another in everyday life, the way we speak over ourselves. Super important and super powerful. I want to leave you with a couple of affirmations that you can remember to say throughout the day especially during these times, so that you could just gain a piece of sanity when you feel like you're, you're losing it, when you can gain, so you can gain control over your mind when you feel like you're losing it. You can say these however many times you want to throughout the day, but these are just some of, some of the affirmations that I found myself speaking frequently, especially in the environment that I'm in right now. I am healthy I am well. I am successful. I have a sound mind. I show up today as the best version of myself. I am a woman of substance. I am a mother of life. I am a teacher of all great things. I am healthy. I am well. I am loved. Peace to you and all of your loved ones. I hope you have enjoyed this episode of Vibes with B. Come back, join us again, because we're going to keep the conversations going. You may not always agree. You may not always like the content, but it's going to always be real, and it's going to always be for us. I'm always sending you nothing but love, light, and peace.